Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Another week. So awesome to know that we're going home soon. And Jesus is excited just as much as you are looking forward to that day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just pray and seek His face. Lord, Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever shalt be. Great is Thy faithfulness, Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that you never change. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We worship you, Lord. The whole earth is filled with your glory. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship you, Mashtara Mikadalma do Krosokuri Mande. Oh, we worship you, Mashapradi Babando Rosendiria. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your holy name, glory to your holy name. Oh, we worship you, Lord, Mashapraze Balmatara Mande. Hallelujah, blessed be your holy name. Worthy, 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 Mashabrabalandarabariande. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Nevrolomokopalariande. Mashtakrazana maprabilendorosokoboreande. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Masha Prakalbarakashika. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Faithful God, you'll do what you said. We trust you, Lord, we trust you, Lord. Your mercies are working. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a faithful God. You'll do what you said. We trust you. We look to you, Holy One. Oh, 
Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. You're faithful, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I rebuke every lying symptom. I rebuke every curse in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You have redeemed us from the curse. Redeemed us from every curse. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you thanks, faithful God. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're back again on Wednesday, and I'm glad that we can spend time. So far, we are not able to open the church premises as there's a lockdown around that area, but... We're expecting the end of the month, maybe it's going to change. We're believing. Thank you. Hallelujah. Today we'll just be doing it in English, so God is faithful. There's some thoughts I would uh, like us to just share, um, and let's see how we go from there. We have uh, been familiar with Second Thessalonians, the third chapter. And the third verse, usually while we pray, we uh, bring this out there. It says, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and keep you from evil. So there is uh, faithfulness in God to establish and keep you from all evil. And that should be, you know, grounded in you. And so you're not moved, you're not shaken at all. And the fifth verse continues... The Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and to the patient waiting for Christ. It's interesting to see how there are many verses where we are admonished or encouraged to be stable, settled, unmoved, waiting patiently for the coming of the Lord. So our hearts have to be directed into the love of God while we are patiently waiting for Christ. There's a tendency to become irritable during these days because of things that are around. And so we should be patient, you know, persevere no matter what it looks like. Meanwhile, continuing in the love of God. So I believe, you know, a daily walk is where you should just focus Yesterday's over, tomorrow's not yet here. Today's the privilege we have. So be encouraged, be strengthened in your heart, in your deep thoughts and emotions to continue in the love of God. Notice there that God is uh, here going to direct our hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. So it's like a confidence coming from the prayer 
uh, there. Verse 4 says, we have confidence in the Lord. Notice that. So from that kind of a prayer attitude, he now says, I'm sure the Lord is going to keep you in an attitude of love, patient waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus. So if anybody asks you, what should I be doing now? That's what we should be doing. Just be patiently waiting for the coming of the Lord, but keeping your heart in the love of God. All these contradicting emotions that may come to make you irritable and easily uh, touched and fretful, just lay them aside, focus on the love of God, as we heard this weekend, and God will establish us and keep us from evil. He'll do His part. Amen. He's going to definitely uh, guide you, direct you into that love of God and patient waiting for Christ. So, you know, if you're listening to God, this is what you will hear. Because He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you into this. Can you see that? Into the love of God and the patient waiting for Christ. Let's look at a verse that's kind of similar to that. Let's go to Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, and observe there similar kind of uh, language. Praise God. Observe uh, verse 16. He says, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us, and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Notice there that we are given certain everlasting things, everlasting factors, which means that it's going to be like that forever, everlasting comfort, everlasting stability, because we are trusting in the everlasting arms. We are trusting in the nature of God who is forever. And so... By the grace of God, we are receiving from Him this kind of strength, this kind of comfort. The Father who has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope. Comfort your hearts, verse 17 says. Praise God. So take full doses of comfort during this time. Be comforted. As you know, the Lord's day is approaching. Be comforted. Don't be... Um, pestered and disturbed, but rather be comforted. Amen. Comfort your hearts. God is going to give you comfort, so if you're feeling that you should be comforted by the scripture, that's God. He wants to comfort you. Hallelujah. Read those verses and get comforted. Everlasting consolation, the love of the Father, comfort our hearts, establish us in every good world and work. So meantime, be looking for an opportunity to study the Word and see if you can share it with someone, uh, either online or some way. And then do whatever good work you believe God is laying on your heart. See, so as you're waiting patiently, you're also opening your heart to God and saying, Lord, I know you created me for certain works and I'm available, strengthen me to do those things. Whatever good word and good work, I'm available. Praise God. See, as we are waiting on His arrival, His soon coming, it's not that we just folded our arms and sat down there in one place, but our hearts are really wanting to do what 
we were created for. So you can see this is how the Spirit of God is thinking, how God thinks. And our prayers will also line up with that. Hallelujah. Very interesting. You'll also see in um, 1 Thessalonians, the third chapter. You know, it's interesting that the Thessalonians got uh, such a dose of wonderful thoughts, you know, in this direction. Glory to God. Verse 10, Paul says, Night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face. So he's been praying for them night and day to see their face. You know, we're also believing God to see your faces in church again. Not just one way, you know, <laughs> that we may see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. So this is an ongoing thing where whatever is lacking in our faith, there's a perfecting of it. The Spirit of God and the ministry gifts would like to perfect it. Verse 11 continues, Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. So the door should open. We should be led in that direction. According to that earnest prayer there, things should begin to come in line. God himself, the Father, the Lord Jesus, will direct our way to meet. Don't you think so? Amen. And the Lord, verse 12, make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we did towards you. So there is the desire from the Spirit of God that we go into the depths of increasing our love walk, you know, getting more revelation on it as we approach that day. Hallelujah. Abound in it, increase in love. To the end, notice verse 13, may establish our hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So all these are, you know, um, waiting for the appearing of the Lord kind of verses. Praise God. Uh -huh. So God is moving in our lives to drive us to that place where we must increase in the love of God, abound in it. You know, wherever we walk to up to now in our love walk, thank God for it. But look for ways to improve and increase and abound. And that is connected to us being blameless. Notice that. He says, then our hearts are established unblameable in holiness. So the love of God is also the very pure nature of God. And therefore that is also holy. Amen. So these things that you are hearing about meditating in the word and the love of God are bringing us to a place of being just like him, holy, unblameable. Praise God. It's, it's making us mature. You know, maturity has special merits. Praise God. We must uh, understand that all of us are saved, all of us are children of God, but we are called to mature also. And especially as you see the day of His arrival drawing near, we should try and mature as much as possible. And that takes place through the knowledge and the exercising of that understanding, putting it into action. Praise God. So get ready to 
increase in understanding, spend more time studying, praying, and then look for a channel, an avenue to be able to be a blessing to others, to reach out to others because of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of his saints. Amen. So it's all geared in that direction. It's nice to see that these are the thoughts of God for us, and this was written to the church, and so it is applicable to us today who are so close to the coming of the Lord. We are much more close than any other generation. Hallelujah. We were reading some verses um, last week about these things. Maybe we'll broach a few here and there. But, um, you know, it's coming soon. And I know that you're excited about it, and you should be, because it's going to be bye-bye, cruel world, one of these days. <laughs> and it's going to happen really fast from the way things are going. So, pardon my excitement, but, you know, ultimately, we cannot lose our joy in this season. We should be established. We should be sure, sound, founded well, making every effort we can to walk in love and prepare our hearts for the coming of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Let's look at another verse in Luke chapter 1. Familiar scripture. And the 79th, you may remember, it was a prophecy during that period for John the Baptist. But it also gives you an understanding of how the Spirit of God would like to deal with us. In 77 he says, To give knowledge of salvation and unto his people by the remission of their sins. Praise God, we have accepted that. 78, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. Thank God the day spring from on high has visited us. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the ways of peace. Hallelujah. So there is, you know, a guiding taking place. You know, that, thank God the ministry gives the church and all are still available to guide us till that day when we see Jesus face to face. You know, if you would look at your life over this period of time, you notice that the Word has been working, God has been faithful, no matter what has happened, He has kept you, and He's still keeping you. And He wants you to accomplish all within that period of time till He comes. So keep your heart open. You know, be prayerful about these kind of things. And let's trust God together. Amen. Hallelujah. So there will be opportunities for you to, you know, probably walk in the flesh and uh, be like everybody else. Be on a short fuse because, you know, there's so much happening out there. People are, are not that excited in the natural. But you don't have to look at all that. Our spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit, reminding us that we are just passing through. We're not from this place. God sent us here as ambassadors, and He'll take care of us emotionally, physically, materially, financially. And as ambassadors, we will be taken out before 
the judgment and wrath is poured out. Hallelujah. That's how it operates. Anytime there's war declared between nations, the first people to be removed are the ambassadors. And so we have been called ambassadors in the understanding of these things. Praise God. Let's go now to the book of Romans and observe there the fifth chapter. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really awesome. I've enjoyed reading Romans 5 quite a bit. And I like how it starts there. And then you develop into verse 7. He says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Talking about, you know, just natural human goodness there. You know, people are ready to die for some movie star or hero or some guy they think that is beneficial and such a good person. They are ready to die for him. They may even dare to die for such people. So human good can do things like that. Somebody who they see is worthy of, they may even die for that person. It happens. But what about if you're just a trash guy, you're just from the dung heap and you're useless, you're a bum, you're just unlovable, unlovely, just useless fellow, no worth in the natural. What about that? Verse 8 says, but... So the differentiation comes. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the difference between the man's so-called love, human love out there, and God's love. God's love is directed to those who seem to be worthless, hopeless, useless, gone cases. Hallelujah. But God commanded His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. And then He says, Much more, much more than being now justified. So He begins to now use these much more kind of words that now being justified by His blood shall we be saved from wrath through Him. Hallelujah. When we were unlovable, when we were of no value in man's eyes, even in our own eyes, He commended and showed His great love for us, picked us up, loved us. Hallelujah. How about now? Thank God that we are now blood-washed people, you know, imputed as just, justified. Praise God. The righteousness has been given to our nature by His blood, we are saved, and so that life is going to speak for us and deliver us from any wrath that is on the way. Hallelujah. There's going to be wrath poured out upon the earth. God is a very gentle God, merciful God. That's why you can say all kinds of things against Jesus and burn Bibles and all of that stuff, and it looks like nothing happens. But there's coming a time where the wrath of God is going to be poured out on the earth. And thank God we're not going to be here during that time. We're saved from the wrath to come. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. When we were enemies, notice that. We were reconciled. To God by the death of His Son. Hmm. 
much more, again that much more, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm not a Greek scholar, but there's so much available that you can read and study. This is a time of, you know, knowledge increasing, of availability of all kinds of uh, helps, you know, and you can take advantage of these things. And uh, there's something in Greek known as the aorist, passive tense, <laughs> A-O-R-I-S-T, aorist passive tense, which means it starts and goes into the future and it doesn't stop. Hallelujah. So this is the kind of tense used in this verse 10 here. It says, we are reconciled to God. It started and it continues permanently into the future. You are reconciled. Thank God. You are brought into favor with God by the death of His Son. Thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus is the problem here. He became sin for all of us. So if you don't accept Jesus... That's where the trouble comes. But once you accept Jesus, thank God, your sin is gone away and you're reconciled. Everything is now brought back into fellowship with God. You and God don't have any problems. This thing started and continues. So you don't have to worry about your reconciliation with God. It's just a settled matter. It just goes on and on and on. Hallelujah. So you are filled with hope about your future. God's got your future in His own hands. Hallelujah. Reconciled. And so we shall be saved eventually from everything that's coming. Because He lives now interceding for us, praying for us. That life is given for us. Hallelujah. If anybody knew how much Jesus loved them, I don't think they would have any reason to not accept him. So there is a demon holding back people from understanding how much he loves, how much he cares, and what he has done in giving Jesus his son, offering him up for us all. Hallelujah. Thank God for the life of Jesus mentioned in the Gospels. But actually, it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus that made all the difference. So people read him sometimes and say, he was a nice man, and oh, he was a historic person, and nobody was like him. But you have to go beyond that and see that he was offered up for us. Hallelujah. It was that offering that made all the difference. And when you accept that offering, you are reconciled. You are totally in God's care, and he's going to watch over you and make sure Wrath does not come upon you. Any kind of judgment doesn't come upon you. Hallelujah. It's nice to know that. So if you uh, go into that kind of mode, all you have to do is rejoice. Woo, I'm reconciled. Me and God have no problems. Thank you, Father. This reconciliation is sure. I have this hope. It's exciting. It's going to be like this forever. Hallelujah. That's a lot of security there. Glory to God. You know, if you read in the 19th, 19th chapter, 19th chapter of Revelation, you see some interesting, uh, very graphic things written out there. Verse 11 says, 
And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. So there's some animals out there too. Notice a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. <laughs> Notice that. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. So there's war coming up soon. There's going to be a war coming up on the planet. And Jesus is going to make war. <laughs> He's only known as this great loving God. But he knows how to make war also. Better not get on the other side. It's better to accept his love, you know, when it is offered. And not wait and delay when it turns into judgment and making war. He that sat upon was called faithful and true. <laughs> and he, he judges in righteousness and makes war. Glory to God. So thank God you and I who have accepted his great love were going to be taken away as the ambassadors removed and the rest will face the wrath of that war of this faithful and just one faithful and true one hmm. verse 12 continues his eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns he had a name written that no man knew but he himself thank you Jesus and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. There's no problem there. Plainly written, the Word of God. So get on the Word side. Get so full of the Word. He is the Word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. So there are many horses out there. There's all kinds of animals out there. Yeah, his armies are you and I, those who have gone ahead of us, praise God, in heaven, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Can you imagine that? And out of his mouth goeth forth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth, notice that, the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Mm, that's pretty serious. He's the one in charge of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. So this Jesus who's just, in quote, hanging on a cross in some places perpetually, all just hanging on a cross, and gentle and meek and kind and loving and humble that you can call him names and treat him anyhow burn his book and kill his people all of that stuff guess what one of these days he's going to be in charge of executing the fierceness of the wrath of God it's not going to be much fun to be on the receiving side of that but thank God you and I won't be receiving that hallelujah because he lives for us. Because he intercedes for us. Because we are reconciled. Thank God. Hallelujah. The winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So there is supposed to be a winepress. I don't know if you've come upon such things. But in the parables you will see about there was this vineyard. And there were servants in the vineyard. 
and um, you know the owner sent people to get back you know the profits out of it and they would kill the servants and finally he sent his son also and they said oh this is the heir you know let's just kill him so we can take it at the end of that place wherever there's a vineyard there'll be a a dugout kind of situation where um, they would probably use barrels and put the uh, grapes in there and then by leg they would squash it and press you know out of it the grape juice and that would be used for consumption so there you see the picture here is the the wine press of the wrath of God is being trodden by somebody's feet and uh, those are the feet of the Lord Jesus hallelujah as much as he endured and took our shame and went to hell for us the the flip side is that those who have not accepted his tender mercy his visitation from on high you know they're going to see the other side and face the wrath and um, thank God we are on this side and we are reconciled and, you know it just gets you excited to know <laughs> to know that that's why he brings us home that's why he takes us back because the next scene is not going to be much fun hallelujah the fierceness and the wrath of almighty god verse 16 and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords woo glory to god king of kings and lord of lords so you can imagine those white horses with the lord on one and then the others following and the person there is called the word of god king of kings lord of lords faithful true and we may all be singing king of kings and lord of lords glory hallelujah in executing wrath hallelujah it's going to be interesting very interesting you know so we need to thank god that the grace of god has come and by the grace of god you and i are saved and uh, one of these days we're going to be out of here hallelujah thank god we are not on this other side of things you know so these thoughts are very very presently very comforting very important you need to be fully dosed on the comfort consolation and strength of god so that you are patiently waiting for the appearing of our lord jesus hallelujah these are very very comforting thoughts maybe we look at a few more like that and see uh, what we can draw praise god galatians the fourth chapter and the seventh verse says wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son and if a son then an heir of god through christ hallelujah you see this business of being an heir is very interesting that means you have an inheritance glory to god you're not just you know a servant people say oh he's a servant of god and all that is nice no problem but the truth about it is that it's not because of our servitude or anything that we have done that qualified us to have an inherit inheritance or heritage in in christ it was because of the one in whom we are the one in whom we live and move and have our being and because he was the perfect son and we are in him 
so we are heirs. Hallelujah. We are heirs of God through Christ or in Christ. The actual word would be possible in in or through. So wherever you see verses like that, if you have an e-sword Bible on your computer or on your phone, just be checking. You know, it'll help us. It, It helps us to see things clearly. So there you go. I'm an heir, you're an heir. Praise God. And, uh, you know, we've heard of fellowship, but have you heard of heirship? (laughs) Hallelujah. And it's not uh, filled with helium, you know, gas or hydrogen. Not that kind of heirship. We're talking about heirship. (laughs) H-E-I-R. Hallelujah. It's very interesting. Let's go down to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Observe there. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Notice, and such were some of you. So, whatever you saw there was talking about unbelievers. Amen? But our story is different. Verse 11, such were some of you. You are washed, you're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. So you have your inheritance. Thank God. You inherit the kingdom of God. Praise God. Can you see all that? We're washed. Everything is what He has done. Sanctified. Wow. We're washed. We're sanctified. Glory to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Isn't that nice to know? Sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. Can you see that all these things are uh, given to us in this period of grace? Everything is done for us. It's not anything that we do. The difference between the guy out there who is called a this and a that and adulterer and, you know, debaucherer and all of those things, suddenly you know, changes to our story being so different just because we accepted the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just because we called on His name without seeing anything, without going to that place and seeing Him there buried or anything. We just believed what the Scripture said in our time and called upon His name and we're washed, we're justified, we're sanctified in the name of the Lord Jesus And therefore, we are not candidates for the wrath of God. But instead, we are heirs. We are inheritors of the kingdom. Praise God. That's awesome. Hallelujah. So it's it's not by anything that we have done, really. You can see that. While we were unlovely, He loved us and served us. And washed us. And set us apart. And justified us. And imputed righteousness to us. And said... You are my sons and you are heirs. Hallelujah. Look at Romans, the 8th chapter. 
you know, praise God. For the times that are coming upon the earth, I'm telling you, all that is required to escape that wrath is to avail of this grace right now. This is the period. This is the time. Glory to God. Romans 8 says in verse 16, The Spirit Himself, it should be, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. So whatever you're going through, you don't even have to bother. It cannot be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. It's not worthy to be compared on the scales. Just forget it. The weight of the glory of God, the weight of the glory that's going to be revealed in us is so much heavier. This is like dust on the scales. You don't have to bother about it. Don't even think twice about it. Yesterday's over. Doesn't matter. No matter how in quote, good or bad it was, that's no big deal. Just rejoice that you are reconciled, you're on the positive side of God's great love. Hallelujah. And so, we are heirs because we are joint heirs. It's the one that actually was the heir, the son of the living God, who joined us together with him, and so we have received our heirship too. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Let's look at another verse like that. Ephesians, the first chapter. And notice there the 11th verse. It says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, having predestinated, or rather being predestinated, according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So imagine someone thinking about us before time began, according to his own will, his own desire, chose us in Christ before time began and decided that we should be inheritors. We should be heirs together with Jesus, obtaining the inheritance. Wow. We have obtained an inheritance. Notice that. You have obtained an inheritance. Glory to God. It's nice to know that you've already obtained an inheritance and that it's an amazing thing as we maybe read a verse or two. Being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will. You know, over the period of a few days now, we've been considering things like this, being predestinated. You know, where God has seen out of His great knowledge. You know, one thing about God is that He has this great knowledge. Another thing, He has this Presence. He's present everywhere. And then he, he's also strength. is all over. You know, he's omniscient, omnipresent, and then powerful in the same way. Hallelujah. All powerful, all seeing, all knowing. Glory to God. And in that great knowledge of his, by which he knew everything, he decided that because he knew your choice, he would choose you and that you had an inheritance. You've already obtained an inheritance. Wow. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? 
Let's look at another verse like that. Galatians again, the third chapter, the 18th verse. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. So it's not because of anything we have done, no performance. It was given to us as a promise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, it's good. God just looked at us in all of that grace. What a time to be on the earth. This is the right time. This is the perfect time. Don't waste this time. This is the time to just accept all these awesome benefits. I'm telling you, it's the best period to be on the planet is right now. Don't waste this moment. Take all of his benefits. Receive all of his grace. Be the heir. Be the inheritor. Be the one that is set apart by him. Accept all these things that are available in Christ and through him. Because that's the period of the church. This is the period that you have today that's quickly running out. And faster than we can imagine. It's, it's really gathering in a way that we have to just be out of here soon. <laughs> Glory to God. So these are reasons why we should not be looking down and feeling bad. These are reasons why we should be excited because, man, look what we got. Hallelujah. Some of these things are not felt. Some of those things are, are not things that you actually perceive physically, but they are got by knowledge. By understanding. Praise God. The inheritance, for instance, is not something that, you know, somebody signed a paper and gave it to you and uh, you went to the courts and all of that stuff. But through the knowledge of God's word, you begin to understand. Whoa, hallelujah. I'm an heir. Glory to God. To an inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you getting excited about it? I am, as for sure. Colossians 1, let's read also there. The 12th verse, he says, Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Giving thanks to the Father. Giving thanks to the Father. Can you see why we can just say, Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Father. You have made me qualified to partake of the inheritance. Of the saints in light. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Giving thanks to the Father. See, when you look at it, it looks like all he gets is thanks. But you have no idea how really powerful thanks are. To God, thanks is everything. Giving thanks. So open your mouth and just thank him every time you can. Just say thank you. Thank you. I'm telling you, the minute we cross this period... <laughs> we'll be vigorously giving thanks. The minute we stand in front of him, we'll be so like, whoa, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! What can I say? Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, But on the other hand, it's nice to know it now so that you can, you know, just be able to participate in those things that are actually more real than the physical. They're actually more real than things we feel. See, the difference between us and those people out there is that they went by their senses and natural thinking, but we decided that by the mercy of God, we decided to go with the Word of God. 
hallelujah. It's good. Let's read another one. So if you get a, 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 a chance to just thank Him, uh, get excited and just go into it wholesale. Thank you, Father. Amen. Titus uh, chapter 3. Hmm. Glory. Look at the seventh verse. That being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Being justified by His grace. It's not anything we did, really. You know, on the other side, if you look at the bag of what we have done, it's like almost nothing. <laughs> That's why it's called the age of grace. That's why it's called the age of the church. It's amazing. This is the time. This is the time of your life, my brother, my sister. Just enjoy the moment and give him thanks because you have no clue how good it is until you start reading these things. Ah, oh my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. What can I say? Thank you, Lord. So, you know, uh, it's just typical that nobody would have loved us. Nobody would have done anything for us at that point is when he stepped in and showed the love of God and took us, you know, and made us all that we could not have imagined or dreamt of. Hallelujah. That great love of God came in to the scene. And in his foreknowledge, he knew all of that and he chose us. My God, my God. What can we say but thank you? So my brother, my sister, if, if you have to, in quote, suffer anything, it's just... It's not worthy to be compared to that wonderful excellence and glorious love of His. That manifestation of who He is, which reached into our lives and picked us up at the right time and put us into this kind of a situation where we are surrounded by these wonderful um, excellencies to show forth the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. We are surrounded by these marvelous things. Hallelujah. And we look at it and we say, I did nothing. I did nothing. So Paul was so full of it, he said, I don't care. I'd like to do this and suffer. That was his special kind of call and illumination and he said I just want to do it like that and therefore I believe he has a different kind of realm there but some of us you know praise God if you have to go through a little something here and there my brother is not worthy to be compared with this excellent glory which he's going to be hmm. it's awesome you know even if you read verse 5 he says not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to His mercy, He saved us. By the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Woo! That being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Wow! Glory to God. You know, you're going to see Him soon. You're going to be in that place where you realize this is so true. 
I believed by just the word, by the preaching of the gospel. But today here, this is real. Hallelujah. There is Jesus. There are the saints. There are the brothers and sisters that went ahead of us. Wow. There's Paul. There's Peter. Hmm. Hallelujah, my brother, my sister. What a time it's going to be. Wonderful. This is the best time. This is the greatest time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Not because of anything we did, but by His mercy. The tender mercies from on high came and grabbed us. God who is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. For His great love wherewith He loved us. Even when we were dead in sin, quickened us together, raised us up together. In Christ Jesus, hallelujah, made us sit together. Awesome. He's a good God. He's an awesome God. Really, you just run out of anything else to just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you can mix anything in, in doing, in acting out, please just add it up and give it to Jesus. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. He is truly worthy. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What a time. What a time to be on the planet. If you go down to the book of Psalms, there's a thing or two which, um, you know, uh, you probably have read. I know that you are people who read the scripture and check things out. Psalm 84, notice the 11th verse, he says, The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. You know, there's, there's too much in there, but there's a line there about those who walk uprightly. So there is a maturity that takes place as you get filled with the understanding, the knowledge of God. You start to walk in a certain way. It affects your walk. And I know that it's not a one-time deal. It's a progressive thing. And we enjoy more and more of His goodness. And it stirs us up to move uh, again and uh, make us walk in a certain way. I've definitely changed a lot Every now and then I sometimes dramatize what I would have done just naturally. But you and I know we can't do that. <laughs> it's going to be disastrous if we went down that path. So maturity has made us see that we can choose. Instead of the other time when we had no choice. We just did whatever and then we thought about it later. But now we have a small choice period of time where we can see I can do this or I can do that sometimes you override it <laughs> but at least we have a choice now before we were forced and we were just you know under the dictates of some other but today we realize that that man actually the Bible is a very interesting book one of the first things I heard um, years ago after I got saved from one Musa Uyep a lecturer in a place called Kefi. He had a Bible study in his house, and you know I would go there with other students. 
And uh, he talked about how uh, in Romans chapter 7, there's a story of, of a, a marriage there where we are married to this person of sin and flesh nature. But then instead of him dying, we died. We died in Christ. That guy is still alive though, but you know, we died in Christ. When Christ died, we also died. And that's nice to know that, you know, we died. But that guy is still out there. That old husband is still there. Even though we are married to Christ and the Holy Ghost is giving us counsel, this other fellow comes around, says, you remember me, and tries to taunt us and tries to bring out all those memories and make us do things that we don't want to do. Hallelujah. And it was really dramatic to notice that. And so we, are, we can be adulterous sometimes when we go off with that guy for a quick spin and just do some crazy stuff and then come back and say, I'm sorry, Lord. And Jesus will just take us back home and say, it's all right. I forgive and I forgot. Isn't that interesting? So this thing was taught to us way back that time. And I thought to myself, wow, this Jesus is something. There's no husband like that. There's no person who will be so kind and so merciful. But Jesus is like that. Hallelujah. And you know, he loves us so much. He goes to his father and tells us, tells his father, I love them. I want to marry them. We are called the bride of Christ. And the father says, okay. Because he's our father, you see. Very interesting story how Jesus is sharing the Father with us, but at the same time, He's our Father. And He goes to the Father and He says, I want to marry them. And so um, the Father says, fine. But we'll prepare them, make sure they're all ready. And when they're ready and all decked up and clean and prepared like that bride, then we'll have the marriage. And so that's what's coming up on the on the screen, on the plan eventually there's going to be this amazing marriage hallelujah the marriage supper of the lamb glory to god and so i'm telling you it just doesn't get worse it just gets better and better and better there's nothing bad what a time you know to be on the planet to be in christ this is the best time make sure you get it today. Make sure you don't waste a moment. Take the full benefit. Hallelujah. Hmm. But maturity is, uh, is important. You know, you will enjoy that decision. You will say, I'm glad I did it. Praise God. Let me look at another verse like that. John chapter 14. Thank you, Jesus. It says in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. So there is, there is some truth to that. If you love him, do what he says. You know, so at some point in your life as you mature, you become uh, convinced that I must show my love and I will do what he said. Praise God. And if you mess up, he forgives. I'm so glad at the beginning of the year he told us about this thing called the sprinkling 
of the blood. And then the great washing, like a bath, you see. But we don't need that bath because we are already saved. Hallelujah. But you can just go quickly, have a quick sprinkling or shower of the blood of Jesus. Wash away all sin and enjoy fellowship. Unlimited, reconciled enjoyment. Hallelujah. Just like that. That's in 1 John 1, 9. You confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you, cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Woo, thank you, Jesus. How many times have I used that? I, I lost count. Like I say sometimes, that button has, you know, is so eroded by my usage. I press that button so much. There's no more color on that button. I think it was red in the beginning, but now it's gone rusted and through. I think there's just a metal piece there because I pressed it and pressed it and pressed it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. You know, in 1 John 1, it says in verse 6, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from evil. Verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Whatever level of light you have, walk in it. And if you miss it, go up to Him. Don't waste time. Immediately confess. He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. You enjoy fellowship just like that. It doesn't matter what your feelings say after that. Just get involved in thanking Him. Get excited. Laugh. Jump. Rejoice. Because reconciliation is settled. It's a settled thing. Hallelujah. You are reconciled to God. There's no problem. Your fellowship sometimes is broken because you did not walk in the revelation. You did not walk in that maturity. Hallelujah. But don't beat your head, bang, 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 and just stay there. Confess and get rid of it and go forward. Amen. Live one day at a time. Glory to God. So it's worth it, I'm telling you. Let's go to Revelations 11 and look at another scripture there. It says there in verse 15, The seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Woo! Glory to God. See, that's what's coming up shortly. We go home, we be with them, enjoy them real time. And then after seven years, everything turns around. All the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and our Lord Jesus forever and ever. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. And you have an inheritance in that. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. You're called a king and a priest, and that is forever. Made unto our God kings and priests. Kings and priests. Forever. Because of Him, 
and our joint heirship with him, we have received these things. Hallelujah. It's the same Bible. You just have to keep reading it at different points. Different things just pop up and blast you away. Hallelujah. Let's read again First Peter chapter 1. And observe there. Verse, maybe verse 3 is awesome too. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again, Unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Can you see how much is now being weighed in on the resurrection? Not just the life that was lived in the Gospels. But you see the values of the resurrection and things like that begin to come out. Hallelujah. Verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away. Reserved in heaven for you. Mm, that's a lot. Inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. Mm -mm -mm. Glory to God. Notice that it is incorruptible. That means sin cannot taint it. Wow. Undefiled. How do you like that? undefiled. Satan cannot defile it. Stuff cannot happen that will defile it. Fade it not away. That means it just remains the same. The way it was in the beginning, in the plan of God, that's how it's going to be. Reserved in heaven. Reserved means time doesn't change it. It's kept. It's reserved. Nothing is going to change this inheritance which you got not by anything you did but just by being joint heirs with Him who is the heir of everything. What a place. Hallelujah. So if you just have to mature or grow up and walk in a certain way, it's nothing. It's just your flesh that's fighting you. Your real nature is enjoying it. Trying to be like Him, that's what your nature enjoys. You enjoy being like him. But the old flesh guy, he just thinks it's hard. He throws you all these stories that it's hard and look at what you're suffering. You can't come out with me, Mr. Flesh, Mr. Sin. He's just lying. He's full of it. He ruled our life. He took us to places where we would have never been. But Jesus came and picked us up and brought us home, married us in quote, took us to daddy. Hallelujah. We're no more orphans. Woo, we got a daddy. And gave us an inheritance. And said whatever I have it's for them too. Thank you Jesus. And it is kept. Reserved. Incorruptible. Cannot be defiled. Cannot be tainted. And nothing can change it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then the next verse is, who are kept by the power of God through faith. You know, God is almighty. He's a powerful person. Imagine Him keeping you. Who's keeping you? God Almighty. He's not God El Wimpo. God Almighty. The Almighty is keeping us. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. 
which is going to happen, ready to be revealed in the last time. The redemption of your body, along with your soul, along with your spirit, the whole man, completely, is coming up soon. Praise God. God is keeping you till that moment. You don't have to worry about it. He's keeping you. What a security we have. That simple faith that you you just said, Yes, Lord Jesus, I, I believe you. I, I accept what you did for me. I choose you. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for paying the price. Thank you for rising up the third day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Boom. Everything just changed. Hallelujah. Praise God. So whatever you go through, whatever little sufferings, it's not worthy to be compared to this eldest brother, this great holy king that is going to be ruling all the kingdoms forever and ever. And you're going to be ruling with him, reigning with him. Hmm. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Glory to God. Ha, 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 ha. No wonder you can just go ha, 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 ha. Verse 6 says, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. He said that's why we just rejoice. Yeah, yeah, there's some problem here and there. But you can rejoice. <laughs> that the trial of your faith being much more precious. Notice the word much more again. Much more precious. Everything about heaven and the qualities that he has given to us, for us, are all much more, much more, much more. Much more. They which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life as kings by one Christ Jesus. Remember that? Romans 5.17. But notice, much more precious than of gold that perisheth. See, down here it's all about gold. It's nice to have it. It's, it's cool. But honestly, he's saying here, it's much more precious than of gold that perisheth. You know, it would just make us walk a little bit differently if you had some couple of cages of gold stashed away in your cupboard. It'll be a slightly different walk. I think you'll just walk slightly differently, even though you're in the last days. <laughs> you walk in a different way. I know that. Somebody said, next to preaching the gospel, your friend is money. That's what one preacher said. It's true. And it's for you. And God is going to finance you. He said he would supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And that you're qualified to receive it. You're qualified. He has qualified you to partake. To receive all because you're an ambassador. Hallelujah. So this is the time to brush up and get excited. That whatever you're going through... The trial of that word-based action is more precious than gold that perishes, even though it's tried with fire. It'll be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. How many things are being said there? Praise, honor, glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That's the time you will say, thank God. I was able to act by faith instead of feeling that moment. 
you will thank God for those moments that you decided, okay, I'm just going by the word. doesn't matter what I feel. It's going to just show up as praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Amen? So it doesn't matter. It's, it's not really worthy to be compared to anything you're going through. That trial, that problem, that circumstance. Phooey, it's nothing. Ha ha ha. It's all going to turn around. So, you know, a call that you perceive to, to just become a little more mature and to yield to what he's saying rather than what you feel, it's okay. It's all right. It's not worthy to be compared with the glory. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. All right. Let's go along to First Thessalonians chapter 4. Glory, glory, glory. Verse 13 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Are you seeing that you can feel compassion for people, you know, who have lost a loved one, or in quotes, they died? You know, and um, it's okay. Moses died and they were told to mourn for him for, I think, about a month or so. They mourned for uh, 40 days, yes. They were allowed to mourn. So there's nothing wrong with mourning because you feel it. And so uh, it's real. People go through things and you, you miss them. Hallelujah. But we have a different story. He says, You sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died, notice, if we believe, it's all based on what we believe. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So you're going to see Brother Stephen. I believe you'll see Brother Stephen coming down on a white horse or whatever Jesus is coming with this time. <laughs> For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. You know, I was hearing the other day from a Greek scholar who said, we which are alive and remain. You know, it could have been we which are alive. Why we which are alive and remain? Apparently, around those two lines of talking there, there's, it seems that there's going to be a tendency for people to be kind of blown away by the things that are happening. And so they are alive, but they are like, ah... Oh, it's not been fun. Praise God. So maybe problems, challenges. We which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep or dead. For the Lord him, himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Notice a couple of things here. 
the shout. Notice, I believe that's Jesus shouting. Can you imagine Jesus shouting? He couldn't keep quiet about it. He said, Woo, I'm going to get them. And we're going to hear that shout all the way from heaven. We are the only ones who will hear it. Hallelujah. We're going to hear the shout. Notice, keep your finger there, and let's just take a quick dash to Revelation 1 and observe there. Revelation 1 and verse 7. If you're there, follow and let's read. He says, Behold, he cometh with clouds. Every eye shall see him. They also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. This is talking about people who are going to see Jesus after the tribulation, towards the end of the tribulation when he comes. That time every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him, they're going to see him. It's going to be something. And they're going to wail and mourn and all that. But we are the only ones who are going to see this. This is private. First Thessalonians 4 is private. We're going to be the ones seeing that. So we're going to hear the voice and the shout and the trump all very privately. Can you imagine? Glory to God. Ha, 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 ha. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Let's go there and let's read verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord. We which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, himself, God has decided that it's time. Jesus heard it from the Father. Jesus was waiting to come himself. That's how much value you and I have to Jesus. He himself has to come. He didn't send some angel to get us. He himself. Hallelujah. We are the apple of his eye. We are his beloved, dearly beloved, the ones that he paid for. Hmm. He himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Woo, hallelujah, I'm going to get them. Ha, all the way. <laughs> it's going to be fun. With the voice of the archangel. That's probably Michael. Because Jude talks about the archangel Michael. So based on that, we use that verse. The archangel with the trump of God. So there's going to be a voice from the archangel also. He's going to say something. Praise God. What do you think he'll say? I think he'll say some things like what he said in Jude. The Lord rebuke you, devil. <laughs> It's going to be loud and we'll hear it. <laughs> because he knows that devil. He knows where he comes from. He knows, he knows it. <laughs> Voice of the archangel. And with the trump of God. This is God the Father blowing a trumpet. Can you imagine? That's how great it is. This is the scene that eternity has been waiting for. The Father himself is going to blow a trumpet. Wow. And that trumpet is normally blown for war and gathering. So both are going to be happening. Man. 
and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So bodies are going to come out of graves. I mean, can you imagine every graveyard is going to have some believer or another and they're just going to pop out. People are going to notice empty graveyards with, you know, empty, just broken up and people came out of it. Man, it's going to be quite a scene down here. Empty, empty. You know, that makes me think a little bit about what happened when Jesus came out of grave in, in Matthew. The Bible talks about how there were lots of um, other graves that, that opened up and people came out of it. People came out into the city and visited their folk. You know, and after all that, can you imagine people like Saul of Tarsus, who were Pharisees, could actually try to kill Christians after seeing or at least hearing? Did you know that the graves opened in Jerusalem when Jesus rose from the dead and people came back to their families and lived there and died? Can you imagine that kind of news? And people heard of this thing knew of these things and still hated Christians and persecuted Christians, something's not right. You know, it tells me that faith is always superior. The, the faith walk is always superior to the natural realm. I'm telling you, you cannot trust the natural realm. Trust the Word of God. He is alive. He's real. He's more powerful than anything else. It's better said, even if someone rose again from the dead, they would not believe if they would not believe Moses and the prophets. You remember that line? That's the power of the word of God. So, my brother, my sister, these things that we're hearing, that we're spending time trying to help the truth come out, bringing it forth, they're very, very powerful. Jesus put a lot of premium on that. He said, he's the word of God. That if they won't believe the word, they won't believe even if someone rose from the dead and came there. It's amazing. So the news after we leave is that, you know, graves are open. People are just missing. Houses are empty. Can you imagine that? Properties are left. Bank accounts are left. Everything is left. Houses are left. If you knew that you were leaving next week, what would you do? I'm sure you go and liquidate. You sell everything, OLX everything, cash everything, put on your mask or throw it away, just go down Brigade Road, MG Road, just chill out, shout, scream, eat ice cream, everything you can do, and then <laughs> check out. When the day comes, out of here, right? By faith, why don't we just get excited that we're going? Why don't you liquidate? Well, a righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So you must have something because you're doing it all by faith. But you can be careful at the same time to make sure that you are not keeping all your thoughts just down here. All your security, all of your everything should not be just down here. Are you getting this? Because we're going to leave it all just like that. That'll be the end. 
everything. I'm telling you, it's really close. The dead in Christ shall rise first. It's so exciting because God the Father is going to blow a trumpet. Jesus is going to shout. The archangel is going to holler at Mr. D. It's all going to happen. And we will hear it. In surround sound, we will hear it. Nobody else will hear. We'll hear. Did you hear that? And it, they'll say, I heard it. I heard, we heard it. Woo! And just after that grave opens and that guy, you know, stands up, we also just, poof, in an instant, we are changed. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, snatched. It's a big grab. Jesus comes and just grabs us. Together with them in the clouds. Jesus doesn't put his feet down here in the clouds. He's like, nah, 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 nah. The next time I come down here, I will touch the Mount Olives. And that time it's wrath, war and everything. But right now, I'm not even touching this place. You just come. And he grabs us in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. In other words, if we don't read this now, when do we read it? Think about this, okay? Somebody can say, okay, why don't we just stay there forever with the Lord? Why should we now come back here after seven years and then have this thousand-year period called millennium. Why? Why do we have to do all that? I mean, we can just be with the Lord forever. Because the Lord has said some things, and if He said it, He'll have to do it. He knows how people think. He knows every argument, and He's going to answer it all. For instance, people think that Satan can change his mind and get saved. He's going to prove that that will never happen. So after the thousand years, you and I know in the end of the book, Satan is now going to be loosed out of the bottomless pit for a little season. And he's going to go and gather people together from the millennium. From the millennium. Can you imagine that? And they who have enjoyed Jesus ruling on the earth where there's no curse, where people live and live and live, where everything is prosperous, all the great prosperity verses of the Bible are going to be fulfilled during that time. There's going to be so much prosperity, so much of life, that it's going to be like in the days of Noah, people living for up to a thousand years. You know, the lion and the lamb, children putting their hand over the hole where the snake is in Isaiah. Things like that are going to happen. After all that, there are going to be people who still do not want Jesus. It's hard to imagine. And they're going to stand and face Jesus and fight against the holy city and the saints. Can you imagine that? Proving that there's no time. Don't waste time on Satan's repentance. B. Don't waste time on people and conditions whether you give them harvard education give them gold bricks in their houses and cash floating everywhere give them a nice neighborhood that's not going to change them 
Prosperity doesn't change them. Salvation changes us. It's a heart matter. It's not based on external things. Jesus is going to prove it. These guys are going to grow up in the best neighborhood, the best conditions, the best weather, the best ruler. Jesus is going to rule the best of times and they're still going to hate Jesus. Can you think about that for a minute? It baffles me, but I know it's true. I know it's true. Because there are people who are very prosperous and doing very well and they don't want Jesus. Some reject, low life, bum. is the one who says, Hallelujah, Stotra. It's like that. It's a hard thing. But God went ahead and knew our choices and then chose us. Praise God. What a time to be on the planet. What a time to be on the planet. I, I am thinking more and more about these things. and You know, all you can say is thank you. Thank you, thank you. And just get excited. Be full of the joy of the Lord. Walk by faith. Develop. Try and mature. Love Him. Yield to Him. It doesn't matter if it looks like you're suffering. It's alright. God has only good plans. His plans are good, not evil. To give you a future, to bring you to the expected end, to show you the hope. And I'm telling you that hope, I think is really close. I think it's really, 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 really close. Something about this 2020, I'm telling you. So my brother, my sister, dig in. Study the Word, pray in the Holy Ghost. Follow the guidance of the Spirit. I'm telling you, this is a time to just get excited about God. This is the most exciting time to be on the planet. Hallelujah. We'll continue with these kind of thoughts again, I believe. But meantime, let's pray. I heard last week that someone's ear was... Uh, was called out and I'm thanking God for more. Let's believe God. Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. Your mercy is working. You have paid for your church. You paid for your people. You love them with everlasting love. I call for every yoke to be destroyed right now in Jesus' name. Every lying thing to be broken in Jesus' name. That your people, each one of us, will live live, truly live in the fullness of the mercy of God, the guarantee of the promises of God, that the love of God will rise up in each one of us, that we will be so settled, we will be so confident, we will be so comforted, that anyone who runs into us will, will not be able to ignore that there's something special about these people, that the love of God will flow out of us, Hallelujah. The mercies of God will flow out of us. I thank you for supply. I thank you for favor. I thank you for strength so that your people are not moved. None of us is moved by what we see, by what we feel. That in Jesus' name, open doors and favor. What Jesus paid for. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy in this day and hour. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy in this all confusion. Disappear. All anxiety, fretfulness, disappear. 
Anything that's trying to hinder the joy of the Lord, be removed in Jesus' name. Let your people relax in you now. Be sure of what you said. That you never change. You never lie. I thank you, Father. I praise you, Father. I bless you right now. For healing mercies flowing in those joints right now. Particularly in that right leg. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In that knee, the mercy of God today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Favor, open doors. The guarantees come to pass. We worship you. That your people will not struggle with the past. That they will let it go. Yesterday is over. All harassing thoughts. In Jesus' name. The blood of the Lamb is against you. We worship you today. We bless you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You are faithful. We receive your mercy today. We receive strength and comfort today. Stability today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Enjoy these times. Enjoy the word. Enjoy God. And give Him thanks. Hallelujah. You're blessed. If you'd like to give, we are available by the media. And however, however else you'd like to, please feel free. Your giving is going in the right direction, I believe. In Jesus' name. Those of you who are tithers and givers, we release faith. We agree with you. The God who receives our graces and our gifts he blesses, He restores. Father, here mortal men receive, but there He that lives forever receives. We thank You. We bless You for heaven's supply. Our God shall supply all our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We choose to believe You. We trust You without fear, without worry. More than enough for every good work. More than enough for every good work. Till we see you face to face. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you, team. You're blessed.